Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're with me, Danko, on Market View, and here's a breakdown of the latest happenings in the market. Asia Pacific stocks are trading mixed this morning, with Japan leading the way, up by 0.1%. Australia is slightly underwater, down by 0.02%, and Korea down by 0.92%. Now, in its last trading session, the US major averages each posted an up day, but they were down overall for the week. The Dow rose nearly 200 points to end of the week at 33,745. Points. The Nasdaq Composite finished just 0.01% above the flat line, 11,146. And the S&P climbed close to 0.5% to settle at 3,965 points. Investors are starting to reset expectations after a couple of rallies over the past week, beginning with the October CPI Consumer Price Index reading and last week's reading of wholesale prices, which helped to raise optimism. Traders last week were hung up on messaging from Federal Reserve officials who were not as impressed with the figures and re-evaluated their optimism around the possibility of a slowing inflation. In their hawkish comments, both Fed's Susan Collins and James Bullard reiterated that the tightening of the interest rates had only limited effects on observed inflation and that the Fed may need to deliver another 75 basis point rate hike as it seeks to get inflation under control. On the same note, retail sales increased in October, but on the corporate level, Target is starting to report slowing demand and Amazon announced it would lay off 10,000 employees. As we look ahead for this week, investors may be a bit more cautious with stocks seeking direction in quiet trading and the bond market's warnings about recession getting louder. Investors will also be watching out for another group of retail earnings before the start of the post-holiday shopping season and some companies on deck are Best Buy, Nordstrom, Dick's Sporting Goods and Dollar Tree. We'll also be watching out for various economic reports, including durable goods, new home sales, unemployment claims and consumer sentiment, as well as the release of minutes from the last Federal Reserve meeting. The week ahead is also going to be a short one as the US market will be closed on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Traders will also be monitoring reports on Black Friday holiday shopping for the feedback on consumer. Elsewhere around the world, investors will be on the lookout for China's announcement of its loan prime rate for one year and five years today. For the month of October, the People's Bank of China kept the one-year loan prime rate at 3.65%, while the five-year rate was maintained at 4.3%. Analysts are expecting the central bank to keep its benchmark lending rate on hold. And back at home, we are currently nine minutes into the local trading day, and it looks like things are... Playing the same in Singapore as compared to the rest of the region with the Straits Times Index currently trading lower by 0.42% at 3,272 points. And that's all we're tracking for today. Let's bring in Raushan and Ryan to see what they're tracking on their radar. Thank you so much, Dan. Now, plenty to look ahead to, starting with what's happening across the border. The Malaysian elections happened on Saturday. Results came in late Saturday, early Sunday morning, and that's resulted in a hung parliament. Now, for those of you wondering what a hung parliament is, it's basically awkward because neither party could give us a simple majority. Anwar Ibrahim's Pakatan Harapan coalition secured 82 seats in the 222-member parliament, while former Prime Minister Muhyiddin Yassin's Malay-based Perikatan Nasional 
Royale trailed behind with 73 seats. Now, they remain the two biggest majority winners, but they need to prove their simple majority before a Malaysian Prime Minister can be elected. And for that, the King has given a deadline of 2pm today for coalitions and political parties to form a government and present a candidate to be Prime Minister. Ryan, that's basically the scene. What else do you know about the situation? Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? You've got 82 for Pakatan Harapan and you've got 70 plus for the other side. So both of them are going to be frantically trying to get more people on their side of the fence just to make up that majority of 111. So this is where it gets interesting. Both sides say they have enough <laughs> to get the majority. But this is, bear in mind, something we've seen before in mm. the past two times. We've seen also Ahmad mm. Ibrahim saying he had the numbers, but of course... Yeah, we've been down this road before, yes. He did not become Prime Minister. Mm. And this is something to just take things with a pinch of salt. Nothing is really final until it's final. So 2pm is when we will hopefully get more clarity. And clarity is what the market wants. So if you look at what CGS CIMB is saying, markets in Malaysia will likely react negatively to the news today. Of course, the hung parliament is not giving any stability and this is leading to even more uncertainty. Mm. And Marcus may have partially priced in a win for the incumbent BN. Of course, BN, as we now know, had a very poor showing, even winning less seats than the past time, 30 plus. Mm. So this is where investors are also maybe seeing some concerns according to suggest CIMB over the strong showing by Islamist Party PAS. So this is all going to play out when the markets open for Malaysia. Maybe a knee-jerk reaction to the latest numbers that we have. So something to keep in mind. And if you look at the various sectors that could be in focus, CAGS, CIMB says both manifestos from the PN and also from the PK Mm. or PH side of things Mm. are going to be friendly to consumers pharmaceutical and infrastructure spending, especially Mm. in Sarawak. So actually, that's going to be the big focus. The parties in Sarawak and Sabah, who they will side with Mm. to help make the alliance for this new government. So it's going to be quite hinging on those parties, plus independence as well. So looking at all the uncertainty, CGS, CIMB has cut its target for the KLCI Mm to 1,484. So that's where they are eyeing the stock market for KLCI now. It's now at 1,449. So just slightly under that target right now. So this is the play out for Bursa Malaysia. So that's going to be in focus until we get clarity at 2 p.m. Yep, certainly a story we'll be keeping a keen eye on on Money FM 89.39. If you're just joining us, it is a market view with Ryan Huang, Dan Ko, and myself, Ziao Raushan. Dan, there's one more thing I'd like to discuss. Over the weekend, I was in on Saturday, I put this in the news bulletin. Elon Musk had put out a poll on Twitter if Donald Trump should be brought back into Twitter, should be allowed back into Twitter. The poll, which garnered 15 million votes on Twitter, said 51.8% in favour said, all right, bring Donald Trump back. And so Elon Musk approved it. But since Donald Trump has declined that invitation, saying I don't see any reason for it at the moment, what do you think of this whole thing unfolding? Yeah, it's a a funny one because he, I mean, if you know about it, he, Donald Trump also has his own current social Mm. media platform. If I'm not wrong, it's 
called Truth Social. Truth. Social, yes, that's right. And yes, so I believe that they are currently now adapting to the same um, values, you know, of uh, allowing people to have free speech. But as of now, it remains to be seen whether or not he, he will be joining Twitter again. Mm. But I think the fact that he has his Truth Social, I think that's enough for him to get by. Ryan, I want to ask you, do you think this is a publicity stunt by Elon just to get some, you know, good press considering he's got so much bad press? I'm not necessarily sure this is good press, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it does align with what he promised, right? Mm. This town square called Twitter is what he promises to be a place where everyone can have free speech. Mm. So he is living up to his promises. And this is something he's uh, offering to Donald Trump. Of course, Donald Trump is pretty much snubbing him right now in favor of his own platform, Truth Social. But there is some differences to keep in mind. Twitter is is web-based plus app-based. So it's reaching a far wider audience. Mm. If you want to follow Donald Trump on Truth Social, you have to download the app. And right now, based on what I know, it's only available for US users. So you have some limitations, but of course, Donald Trump being Donald Trump wants to be in control of Mm. his own platform after maybe his own experiences being kicked off multiple platforms. Mm. (laughs) So this is, I guess, him just being a bit emotional to some sense. Mm. He's saying, no, I don't need Twitter anymore. So Mm. we'll see if he needs it or not. Of course, um, as we head towards the presidential election 2024, the outcome Mm. of whether he will be on Twitter will be clearer. I think he is going to go back to Twitter. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. I, I would I would put good money on him going back to Twitter as well. I think yeah. eventually it's quite inevitable. Now, thank you so much, Dan and Ryan, for joining me on Market View this morning with the market updates as well as Donald Trump's uh, tango with Twitter. We're also keeping an eye on Malaysia's search for a new premier and there's a 2pm cutoff from the king for that news to come through. Do keep it here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.